Blog Talk Radio. Going live with Before the Garden in just a moment. All right, we're up, we're live. Hey, we're back. Yes, we are doing it. We are doing it every week. We are making changes. We're making improvements. We're doing it here at the Wednesday Warrior Nation. I know you guys were wondering if I was coming to see you, but I am here to see you tonight. Periscope, Facebook, Tulsa. Yes, we are live, 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 live for another edition of Wednesday Warriors, where we're studying, what are we studying? Before the garden, God's eternal continuum written by our favorite author, Dr. Paula Price. And so I'm excited to have you guys aboard. As you know that before the garden is not for mere mortals, okay? We're not here chasing mortality. We're here chasing our eternality and who we were and who Christ was before time began. Scripturally organic, hallelujah, and culturally unmodified. This is a culture-free zone that you're stepping into right now. Amen? We are not doing culture tonight. All right, so let's jump to our next slide here. I want to encourage you guys this evening. If I can get there, you know, I'm having all sorts of fun in the house with my technology. Y'all have to pray for me in the technology thing. I'm not really sure what that is all about, but we can't ever get it to do exactly what we want it to do uh, and how we want it to do it. All right, come on. It's not wanting to cooperate with me. All right, let's try putting it down. Let's see if that'll do it. That did it. What do you know? All right, we got there. I want to encourage you uh, to buy your own copy of Before the Garden if you don't have it, you're just joining us for the first time, or you've been on this journey with us for a while and have not picked up your own copy of Before the Garden. I would encourage you to do so tonight. I want you to take a moment and stop by drpaulaprice.com, amen, and pick up your own edition. It's only $21.99, a cheap price to pay for a volume of treasure. It's a treasure full of information. So I want to encourage you to go there and get your own copy, okay, so that you can read along with us and you can study these revelations at home week to week. I've got warriors doing it. Y'all showing out in the Warrior Nation Book Club. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are reading. You are studying. You are making the Wednesday Warrior Nation very, very proud. Amen. Every week that we are able to connect on Facebook. So, Speaking of connecting on Facebook, here's our Warrior Nation Weekly lineup. All right. This week, we're going to take a moment to talk about this before we jump into tonight's subject matter. This week, amen, we talked about our war plan for the week. Last week, we said that we were going to prepare each and every week for what we wanted God to produce in us. We don't take our Christian development passively. Because if you take your Christian development passively, some things just might pass on by. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week that if you don't plan to succeed, you plan to what? Fail. Without a plan, you don't produce a product. You won't get results. See, results come from planning. Accidents come from what? Not being prepared. Not being prepared. That comes from throwing caution to the wind. That comes from guessing. That comes from spontaneity. That's how you end up with an accident. But if you want to end up with an achievement, you play. Ah, y'all with me? The achievement comes from a plan. Accidents come from spontaneity. Living by the city of pain. Making a decision in the moment. God didn't spontaneously create the earth. He planned for it which is why he's able and can guarantee he will achieve his goal. Because he plans to win. Oh, come on. He wasn't leaving it up to change. He wasn't even leaving it up to your faith and your belief in him. He left it up to his own resolution of what he wanted to get as the outcome. Oh, come on. Y'all didn't hear that, did you? You didn't hear that. God did not leave it up to your faith. 
an eternal being. See, we keep confusing what grace is. Grace ain't what you need when you're asking for back forgiveness. You need mercy. Because right. right. you don't know what sin. Right. Look up. Okay, you already said that. And didn't get back up. Having a plan. 
Then we start there. You have to plan to succeed in Jesus Christ. It's not an accident. It's not an incident. And he already let us know in a thousand ways it's not going to be just his responsibility. And that's what we teach you. But you realize that. Let's just talk about that for a moment. Can we talk about that for a moment? But if it's all God's responsibility, then where does that leave place for free will? Oh, okay. It's all on you, Jesus. I'll give it to you, Jesus. Okay. But then what is he supposed to do with your free will? Because when it comes to us doing what we want to do, we want that independence, don't we? Then make all him. I gotta, I gotta know for myself. I mean, I just can't understand. I just okay. But when it comes to the things that we don't want to confront, we don't want to change. Come on, we don't want to deal with. Then we want to put it on the Lord. Well, Lord, this is you. This is your plan. Just, no, 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 no. I recently told someone that God is looking for your cooperation. He needs you to say yes so that when you stand before him, you can't blame him for anything. Why would you so great? What you did. I mean, I was doing what you had. Yes, he already had that. People who were there just doing what they were told and not in agreement with the lifestyle, with the environment, with the product that that world was trying to produce. Oh, come on in here. If American citizens were just doing this by compunction, would we have people out there protesting in the streets fighting for freedom? We protest because we agree with our own nation's constitution how it is constructed to live, to exist. See, you believe in the Bill of Rights, which is why you fight for them. Because if you didn't believe in them, you ain't about to be out there doing nothing with the Bill of Rights. Right. We wouldn't even know what they are. We don't even know the other thing. That's pretty much. Okay? We just stop right there. My first amendment right. The first and the only. Oh, my God. You know what we do with Jesus? We'll be on the first thing. Love thy neighbor. That's all I know. We do that. We treat love thy neighbor like the American Street Bill of Rights. That's all we know. No, all I know is that God loves and we must be loving our neighbor. That's all we know. Y'all are right with me, Terrible. Y'all tracking with me tonight. Y'all with me, Facebook. Go on and tell your friends about it. Because, see, that's what God only know with one thing. And not the entire constitution upon which we stand. Because it obviously takes more than our right to run America and to keep this country going. Come on in here. We got tax laws. We don't want to pay them, but they still a part of our constitution. Our days are in the constitution. They are part of our existence, and we still do it. But we don't know it. We don't know it. How many, how many amendments we don't know? But they're a part of what is governing your life nonetheless. Wow. Whether you know it or don't know it. And see, that's what God was when he brought down the law. Before the law of Moses came, come on. They were just being governed by the law of Moses without it ever being told to them. Right. And he said it very plainly. You break the law, you don't die. Which is why the law gave them as a reward before Jesus Christ long life. They gave them long life instead of eternal life. That was the only way he could mediate sin until the, Jesus came and abolished the, the stronghold, changed out the government. Oh, come on. Because we didn't realize that when Adam made that decision, he ushered in the government of darkness. Yeah. And was going to make humanity subject to their law. Their product. Dr. Price did a phenomenal job on Thursday talking about that when she brought up why God didn't know it's love. Because they were, oh my God, I can't, you know, when she said, I had to stop pumping gas. I had to go into the spirit. I know that if it happens to you, where you just have to take a moment and see, but 
perpetuate you with dreams and visions of a demonic sort so that they can recruit you and make you a student. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Y'all need to hear this today. Which is why, if you're not as, as a prophet, taxed by the right spirit or under the right mentor to even help you navigate that, you can become fascinated with divinatory things. Because their job is to recruit you and make you a student of hell. And it was back in the day, that's just what they called it. Today we call it something, we call it other stuff. We call it numerology and astrology and reading our, you know, finding out our destiny. You see, we renamed it because it's not fashionable to say, yeah, I'm being recruited by hell and I'm taking the class. Unless you're born by Satanist, and that's you on your you are on your way. But see, that's why it's important that we have the continuum, and why Dr. Christ wrote the proper dictionary because we need to name the object of people's faith. Y'all all right? If the reason why we are walking around in mass deception agriculture right now is because nobody is naming the object of their faith, we're just calling it faith. Well, my faith, it was in our faith, and we're introducing it as a faith. But she said something to me in the kitchen. Come on, let me tell you about Dr. Price in the kitchen. All right? That kitchen is real, and we cook more than food in there. Sometimes revelation comes out of that, those pots and pans. But she said faith has a soul. You need to question the soul. And I think she said it on the air uh, the night before. You need to question the soul of someone's faith. You have to start asking questions until you can identify. See, we want to walk around making people name their demons. Come on. What's that? We're going to give you the name that demon and demon and the possession of No, no, no. You need to get people to name their God. So when 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 you hear a crazy sermon, when somebody gives you some wild doctrine, you want to go ahead and ask enough questions to get them to identify who they're really representing. See, it took how long before Beyonce could identify who she was really serving? Can you call them the trendy, cool, fancy, beauty, gay, movement, you name it, okay? Whipping in every direction you can, dropping things we didn't know we could. Until she could finally reveal, you want to press people. You want to press them in the spirit. You want to let me tell you something. Let me tell you what the witchcraft people do. They push you. They keep pushing you in the spirit until you finally get to the place where you begin to break down and reveal what you really feel about your faith. Where you really stand with Jesus Christ. They keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you until you finally. Say what you really believe. And we need to push back. Y'all hear me, Warrior Nation? You're hearing me. We need to push back. You need to become so adept at spiritual warfare in a real way that you begin to push people enough. Dr. Price, come on, like Paul, casting down arguments and every hot thing that don't itself. Argument. That means you need to push back. You need to use your knowledge. Come on, Jesus Christ, and be pushed back to that wilderness. You need to keep asking questions. You need to keep going after it until you get them to release to you who they're really representing. Then you can cut off the head of the sin because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. You need to get people to reveal the principality that they're operating in. And we never get to the power source, we can't ever dismantle the opposition. Right. See, now that Beyonce reveals her devil, we can come after it in Jesus' name. Because now it's not about the music. Now it's not about the entertainment. Right. I mean, she's all the back to this army that seduce you, they can bring you in. Right. Don't you like my God? You like this child I am today. You like my clothes and I wasn't today. Come on, do that. It takes a little thing for you. That can be bring me close to you. Yeah. It was all the little things that she did to bring herself to people's home. And it goes from being in your home to your heart. 
Now, I love the fact that Christian, 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 they, they did come on here. They cracked me up with this. This is why we have the warrior nation, because we don't just give you revelation. We give you armament. We arm your mind. So what do we do as Christians? Well, I know that word about spirit and life, and I don't want nobody speaking a negative word on me. I don't want no prophecy. No prophecy telling me no bad news, no bad prophecy. Ain't nobody going to speak under my destiny. Ain't nobody going to call me something that I'm not, because I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm this, that, and the other thing. So words of spirit and life, but they're not Beyonce. So, they only take on spirit when somebody says something you don't like. But when they knock the devil folk out here, so when they knock and then the other then it's not, they don't have any life. And they can't affect your life. Either the word is true, and every man is a liar, or what you're standing on is unreal. You're letting spirit into your home. And let me tell you something. See, this makes me want to get close. This is why I'm walking around. See, let me tell you something. Let me just say it. Periscope, Facebook, my wonderful audience here today. Christianity is the only one with false prophets. Oh, but you think the false prophet is the one that should stand in your church telling you something you don't want to hear. Is that right, Facebook? But may I submit to you today, we got them all over. Hollywood is full of false prophets. The music industry, the media, they are full of false prophets with lying signs and lying wonders. But look at me, I can heal you. Because I can do a little poetry. I'll come on in the place. And we keep thinking that it's just going to be the people that you deal with on Sunday morning. But before there was Sunday morning, there was this person. And I want you to know that he got a little bit of a head start before there was a church. Oh, y'all all right in the place? Y'all right. That's why we did that. We're talking about prophecy in the continuum. And y'all see this, right? Y'all enjoy the warrior challenge. Y'all know what the answer is to what heaven is. Y'all are toy up. Toy Brown trying to hit me, everybody. Y'all know what's up. We're coming my TA on the in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, get in the group, get in the study group. But she'd be breaking it down. She gave us the definition straight out of before the garden. Heaven is what? God's what? First civilization or first world. So if you answered that on Facebook, you did get that correct. And I know y'all don't think prizes are coming, but they are on their way. So I wanted to say that. And then, of course, Dr. Price told us not to get sprayed this week, and we're going to talk about how not to do that. Because she almost sprayed. You know, come on, we get sprayed by culture. And some of us have been so sprayed by culture, we can't even appreciate our God. Can't lift our hands in worship. Can't tell anybody we're a Christian. Don't want to be guilty by association. They got us on the run. They got us on the defense. But we're talking about prophecy in this. False prophets are not the only ones that, I mean, Christianity is not the only one producing something false. In fact, the false can exist because Christianity came to bring truth. You can't pervert something. You can't have a false unless a a truth has been identified. And for no truth that's ever been identified, then what we won't even know what the false is. It would just be another fact, wouldn't it? We would just have a series of alternative facts. But we've been talking about prophecy and the continuum and why it's important, okay, and what prophecy is and why God can't deal with prophecy being false. I don't know if you guys can see that we're trying to work on uh, you know, our life situation in India. But I'm going to share some things with you. Okay, that we dealt with about prophecy. First of all, we, 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 didn't get, we didn't get to this portion of it yet, but we will. And the reason why we're talking about this is because it's going to be our precursor to deal with the simultaneity and synchronicity. Because prophecy brings two worlds together. It brings the invisible world 
and the natural world together. And that's why God can't play around with prophecy. Because what? Prophecy is how we got everything in creation. Prophecy created the world. Oh, okay. I want you to think about that, especially if you are a prophet. Prophecy created the world, which is why God cannot deal with something false. Because the fault is trying to what? Produce a counter creation. Oh, y'all all right? It's producing a counter creation. That's why he can say, I sow, and then the enemy sowed on top of me. What did he sow on top of him? Since he said the power of the what? The seed, the sower, and the worm. So what is it that Satan sowed? an alternative word to trigger your faith and something God did not authorize. Not that won't come to pass, but has not been authorized. So if it has not been authorized, then guess what it doesn't have in the spiritual world? Authority and what else? I'm looking at my prophets in here. The backing of heaven because what? And then prophet has no prototype. The reason why he can say that the, the, the things of this world are corrupt and passing away is because if they don't have a prototype there, they can't live. <coughs> Y'all all right? Mm-hmm. And so God has replaced it. We said that God does everything by his word. Literally, he brought himself in existence and then uh, replicated himself by his word. We talked about last time that when God brought himself into existence as a spirit, how he gets things out of himself and into the world and into creation. I don't want to say just the world as in our material existence, but how he being a spirit gets things into creation is through the word. He speaks it and it comes out of himself. He spoke Jesus Christ into existence, which is why Jesus can say, I in the beginning was a word. He started as a word that came out of God. And that word became the producing and performing element of his spirit. The part of the spirit of God that will operate and function and literally go out there and handle his business. The operating son. So he brought Jesus out of himself. By the word. Everything in creation starts with the word because it's the only way God can get what is in him out. Y'all with me? Which is why he don't play around with rockman. Because he knows what his, his word did to produce creation. And the damage that a false word can do to it. Which is why God had to have what? Which did we talk about for the last couple of weeks? He had to have resolution because he knew that counter words and, uh, and counter code could alter and affect the outcome of his creation. So how did he control that? By setting in protocols, setting in solutions to problems he anticipated. And broke out their resolution before they arose. Okay. That's how you become a resolutionist. Does that make sense to you all today? You sit down and anticipate the problems that will come, and you already orchestrate the resolution. That way, you can ensure every time you set out to do something, you get your own design outcome. Because you control how every issue, all of the problems would be resolved. What God releases to us as a resolution is what He knows was a resolution that already been encoded in creation to play out a certain way. And we can see it in our own body. Your body's ability. To fight for life. And the hierarchy and protocol he uses just for you have a code 
to bring you back into homeostasis. Because God pre-falls how your body will function under certain conditions and then put it in motion. So its responses are his resolution. His responses, your body's natural response are God's resolution to predetermine that's why God said, are you kidding me? I, I fought for you before you got here. Before you got to this place, I fought for your life. Because I set certain things in motion to be a resolution. That's why whatever we find on earth is already found in heaven. See, when he tells you to say you release prophetically in according to the resolution that was already put in motion before you got here, that's how you know we want to work. How do we do that even now in the flesh? How do we know that certain vaccines are going to work? <laughs> it was definite, and so now for the next, here's another call for the, for the first generation to encounter it. It was a test to the tribe. For the next generation after it's been set in motion, it's a resolution. Y'all with me? It's resolved. And that's why prophecy is the way God activates his resolution. Because how do we end up getting answers? How do we end up getting discovered? Prophecy. Seeing something in our mind's eye before it exists. Okay. And where do we get the inspiration from? These resolutions. Oh, y'all are right. Yes. Your vision, your dream, your aspiration, your inspirations are coming from God's resolution for how you would deal with sin and death in humanity. Oh, y'all ain't, y'all ain't okay. Discovery, invention, all of that. Your life calling is God's resolution. That's why he can say, I predestined something for you because your destiny was my resolution to what I know would happen when mankind fell. That's how ahead of the game he was. Timothy said, before we even fell in the dark, God predestined and called you with the Holy Ghost. How did he call you before the act happened? Because we already predestined you to be his to the fall and danger of man. Your destiny will be my resolution. And when prophets begin to reveal that to you, they do so based on that, which is why on the screen is uh, prophecy and not spontaneous. It's not just proof. It may happen in a moment. But it's inspired by a series of calculated, prepared, pre-planned, predetermined events that are waiting to make sure that God will not lose. Your destiny ensures God won't lose, whether you serve him or you don't serve him. Because when it comes to solving his problem, he's not dealing with salvation. He's dealing with solution. Salvation is for you to determine where you want to be when your destiny has completed itself in this world. Where you want to do, or where you want to go, and what you want to do after it's over. That's what salvation is for. But your destiny is to help him resolve his problems right here on earth. Is that the intention to you, Periscope? Y'all are right with me, Facebook. That's good. Isn't that good to know? Pro beforehand. Pre beforehand. That's why prophecy and predestination go together, because they're all dealing with what transpires beforehand. We're dealing God's beforehand plan, beforehand knowledge. So that his resolution can be kicked off. See, we have a pre-solution, 
which is where prophets are pulling their information from. What is manifested is the resolution. How he was going to implement that in our time. Does that make sense? Oh, he has me all in his place anyway tonight. See, that's important for us to know. Because we don't understand how God operates. Amen? Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did y'all enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah, we learned a little something tonight. See, it's not in the now. It's the enemy's ability to trap you in the now to keep you frustrated with God. You have to understand what transpired before time began and what's going to happen when time has been. Y'all with me on that? Oh, that's good stuff. But he gets you so trapped in the here right now. Well, I don't know. We need to live for the moment. All that kind of stuff to get you what? To shirk off your destiny and to not come into what was predetermined for you. To exercise your free will. To frustrate God's beforehand vision and provisions for your life. All right. We're going to call it right there. When we get back together, I'll touch on a few things related to prophecy and, and understanding it from the standpoint of Jesus being the central figure of Christianity. Everything I know is going to be so silly and trite to say, but everything about Christianity is about Christ. It's not about us. We are incidental. But everything about Christianity is about Christ. <clears throat> His existence, his mission, his purpose, his destiny, everything's about Jesus Christ. And when we start making it about us, it even makes him start serving us in our needs is when we get into error. That's what I want you guys to remember. <clears throat> everything's about Jesus Christ. People ask why certain books of the Bible are, are, are a certain, uh, as you say, extra. Biblical texts are not included in Scripture. They have nothing to do with Jesus Christ. His mission, his destiny, his outcome. Everything that was expedient for you to understand his testimony is what was included. Because it's our faith in Jesus Christ and not our faith in other human events that are going to save our souls. Is that good to say? Let's do it. I'm going to call it right here. So I want you guys to think about that this week in your war plan. Plan to understand Jesus Christ. Plan to know him as he is. Plan to look beyond what is in front of you. Everything about Christianity is about what predates our time. It's because no one told you the beginning of the story that you don't understand what's happening to you now. When we started, the doctor Christ would say, I think she'll say, I'll wait until the Lord's return. If we do not stop evaluating the entirety of our faith and the entirety of Christianity by Jesus' virgin birth and time on this earth, we will miss the whole reason why Christ came and why this thing is in the planet and why it will never die. You can't kill Jesus Christ. First of all, we can't find him. Let's start with the papers. Somebody find God and then we can talk about how to take him out. So you have to go beyond that. You have to understand the world that made yours and that shaped yours and brought you into existence. You want to know why you exist, know the world that brought you into existence. You want to know how to exist, know the world that brought you into existence. You know that world, you'll find yourself. That's your mission this week, warriors. Find yourself. Amen. So I'm going to invite you at this time to give. You guys can sow into the warrior mission. You can sow into uh, this ministry here. Uh, I appreciate it. It's been an inspiration. It's actually helped us get some equipment and some things that we need to help you have a better Disney warrior experience. And we're going after it every week, too. So I appreciate that. But the bigger thing for me is not just dealing with cash. I know that it's not about the dollars and cents because heaven doesn't need your dollars and cents. They're going back to the death with your body. But what he does need is the sacrifice of your soul. You give because of what's in your heart. 
Your hand only shows us it's just evidence of what's in your heart. And that's what God is looking for. And we're not sowing. Here at the Wednesday Board of Nation, we don't sow into just things in this world, because this world's going somewhere. We already know. You're sowing into what you're becoming, and you're sowing into what God's doing in your life. Abraham sowed the first tithe and offering because his encounter with God changed him. It changed him from being Abram to Abraham. He sold to God. The first tithe and offering was based on transformation, an exchange, and a thank you for transformation, not for trying to get something back and not for trying to line some preacher's pockets. I don't worry about where my money goes on earth because I know it's secure in heaven because of the royal priesthood of Melchizedek, because of God's faithfulness to his creation. I know what I did was secure. And he's the Lord of the heart. No preacher owns your money. He is the Lord of the heart. And he'll pay you back. It don't matter if everybody overlooks you. God doesn't care if he has to raise up, okay, a, a dog on the street to bring you something. He got gold out of a fish mouth. So God doesn't, he's not limited by anything. He can command anything in his creation to bless you and to honor his covenant with you for seed time and harvest. He doesn't need no man. See, come on, we can't be bound to what we see in this world. They don't control your past, they don't control nothing in heaven. Heaven ain't got nothing to do with that. And we need to stop sowing for those reasons. They don't run God. And I don't care what he has to do. Some of you have sold some major things to the kingdom and still waiting for God to come through. I don't care what he has to do before you leave this planet. I'll tell you what, he's going to honor his covenant. He pays his debt. He will owe no man anything. It doesn't matter what he has to do. So I invite you to sow tonight, www.tolerprice.com. www.tolerprice.com. I want you to sow a seed, and we're going to bless your seed, and I'm going to commit your seed to who I know will give you the return. And it's not going to be about me. Now, I'm always going to be the best one because I love. You know, I love working with Jesus Christ. Okay? I love him working through me. But the bigger picture is that this man is going to be a rewarder because you all are diligently seeking him for things that money can't buy. I'm releasing health over your life this week. Healing. Emotional healing. Psycho-emotional healing. From hits and blows from things that just have become too much, from, from memories you can't shake, pain that you, and aches that have nothing to do with what's going on in your body, but everything to do with what's going on in your heart. Your, your inability to serve God with the same fire and passion that you remember. Your inability to even want to get up on a Sunday morning, perhaps even find a church. Come on here, healing waters. That God will restore God will revive and God will renew. <clears throat> Visitations are going out. And God wants to release that over your life. He's pulling his people back together. He's pulling us out of those dry places. And he's bringing us back to new life. That's one of the greatest weapons of the enemy. It's to, it's to really release brokenness and hopelessness. But the purpose of your living hope is coming to visit you with me. The purpose of your living hope is coming to visit all of you this week because God needs his people strong in him and not cowarded by darkness or too weak to face off with darkness because of the brokenness in their lives. Oh, come on in the place. I'm going to just release this over you all and we're going to go ahead and, and be done for tonight. God, this prayer that I'm going to pray tonight, I'm going to release it from the Bible with Father Toya Brown, for loving Anita, Tyranny, Patricia, uh, Stephen, Polk, Jr. Do you have a story over Lynn Hicks, Bishop Peterson? Yes, I am his. Fire to be quick. Stacey, Carolyn, the Mike Coach, Tara, Salmon, Fitz. And I want to release this also over Tina Wheeler, Cassandra Hines. Judy, Mary, and James, Carol Brangle, over Amethyst Robertson, over Paulette Tom, over Jaleel Collins, over Audrey Holt, Lisa Lewis, and Christy Hood. I'm releasing this prayer over all of you tonight. 
Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking that you, Lord, will show up in this season as a great I am over every listener today. I'm asking that, Father God, that you would go into some secret places and to some, ah, yes, some closed-off compartments, Father God, in their souls and in their spirits, and begin the process of renewal and restoration in them. First excavation, there's some things, Father God, that must be cleaned out, that must be swept out, and that must be released. Give them the power. You said you give us the power to forgive. You give us the power to repent. You give us the power to overcome. God, I thank you right now in Jesus' name that you give them the power this week they need to break the yard internally. We know that success starts in our soul. Prosperity starts in our soul, God. That anything that we need, even completely destiny, our ability to fight starts in the condition of our soul. God said that we can prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And God, today, I'm asking that you would go in and bring the soul healing. I'm asking that God, that you would break both covenants, inner vows, soul ties, things that are keeping them, Father God, from progress, advancement, that are keeping them in a place of stagnation, keeping them in a place of regret, resentment, looking backward. God, I'm asking that you would break that connection, break the passion, break the consolation, break the comfort, break that, Father God, now in Jesus' name, and release them, give them the strength to be released, God, to move forward, and to get mm, 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 step into the things, Father God, that you have given them to do. They can't even see it. Their, their, their clarity is blocked. All of those things are blocked, and God, I'm asking that you would release, release them now from those things, Father God, that are causing them to be caught up in the grip of darkness and in the grip of Satan's version of their life. God, I thank you right now that they won't buy into it and that you remove every mirage and smoke spray that's being fueled by permission from old hurts and wounds that are trying to expire and close out. And I thank you for doing it, God, and causing it to be so this week in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Wednesday Warrior. I want to just uh, always, always honor your support. Check me out on Facebook in the group. Check me out on Twitter for some war chronicles. Let's stay together because we are a team in this journey. God bless you. Have a wonderful night.